Hey, this is Tyler Johnson, pastor of Mission Church located in Walnut Creek, California. I want to say thank you for tuning in. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you live the life God called you to live. Enjoy. Come on, come on. Who's happy to be in church today? We got a podium today. Come on now, it's going to be a holy day. Uh, hey, real quick, um, today's a really special day for me. Uh, somebody who's a hero to me, uh, God's using it in a mighty way uh, in the church globally, is here. He's going to be speaking. His name's Pastor Dino Rizzo. I just got to give you some context of who Pastor Dino is. Uh, God's used him uh, to birth and plant an amazing church called Healing Place. Good to like 10,000 people in Louisiana. And then uh, was a part of founding this organization called ARC, which we're actually a part of. We give to monthly and also yearly. Uh, they plant churches all throughout, over 1,000 churches in the U.S. Come on, do we believe church plants? Come on. Three churches are launching today. Come on, because you gave. That's a, that's a big deal. I guess Teresa's excited about planting churches. We should start a church plant thing. Come on. Um, and then not only that, uh, Dino has a very unique grace. Pastor Dino has this capacity to not just love a handful of pastors, but, I mean, pastors throughout the U.S. I mean, he's just got this care on him. I, I believe that care is a grace. You know, when Peter and Jesus are sitting there and Jesus says, um, do you love me? He goes, yes, take care of my sheep. The one thing he told Peter to be a great disciple is take care of my people. And uh, I don't know if I've met anybody else who takes care of people better than Pastor Dino. Uh, he's an amazing pastor, a gifted communicator, and he flew all the way from Alabama, so he comes speak to you today on Palm Sunday. Mission Church, let's give him a warm welcome. Come on, give it up for Pastor Dino. God bless you. God's good, amen. Oh, it's good to see you. I'm, I'm fired up that I, I get be, to be the first to break in the pulpit. Come on, somebody. You would bring somebody in from the south to break in the pulpit. That's kind of how that works. It's so, so good to see you. Love what's going on here at Mission Church. I can't believe I am here live. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for some time. Uh, it's just an honor for Matt and I. Matt Laborde's with me. Uh, he's on our team to be here with you. And I just feel like I know you. Uh, I've watched your services online. By the way, you've got a great website. Uh, if you want to know what's going on at Mission Church, you check out that website. And so uh, that is there. And uh, But I feel like I know you. It's Palm Sunday, which is a big deal because right around the corner is Easter. And, uh, and that is a week where people just sometimes the window of their heart is a little bit more open. And so we want you to be able to dial into that. But there's so many things I love about this church. Uh, I, I love the mission track. I showed them in church, didn't know what to do, and it wasn't a maze. And I'm thankful for a church that doesn't make getting involved a maze. And then also mission groups are so important. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for a small group. I really wouldn't make it uh, when, I, when I came to Christ. And then being able to be a part of the team. And then the announcement about mission cares is so important. I'm an outreach guy. And so uh, I would make sure I would be there on May the 18th on that team night because uh, it is an amazing thing when you and I get to be the hands and feet of Jesus reaching other people. That is a big deal. And probably the favorite thing I love about this church is kind of the what we're all about favorite thing. And that's you change, you want to change the world by just one person at a time. Let's just reach people. Let's make a difference. Let's be a, a great church, but it boils down the integrity of how we care for one person. And you do that as a church. It's so obvious. And that is something I could serve. That is something I could be on team about. And it's something I could give to. And uh, I thank God for this church and how you steward and the integrity of your finances. When you're faithful in your tithe and offering and you, you go online to give like it talked about or you give in the boxes, I can tell you, it's making a difference. It's helping us plant churches. 
but then to see the difference that you're making around the world uh, through missions and through serve days and serve opportunities like that, uh, you just never know how the Lord uses that. And so I'm just thankful for a generous church. Uh, you're helping us start new churches uh, around the world, especially here in the States and in Canada. We're having a blast on it. We planted 1,031 churches in the last 20 years. And when you give and you're faithful, then a little bit of that goes to help a couple that wants to go do this in other places. And now your pastors have become such examples of that. You've got great leaders. Uh, they are the real deal. I brag on Pastor Tyler and Rachel all the time. Uh, I just always are bragging on Mission Church and all that God has done in these few short years. And uh, they love you. When God gives you the gift of a pastor, they love each other, they love God, and they love you. That is a gift from God. They are good stewards, and, uh, and they, they, they draw from a deep well of God's Word. And I can tell you this. Somebody asked me the other day, they were asking me about Ty, Pastor Tyler, Tyler. And I said, not only is he a great basketball player, and is he good-looking, and he can preach from a stool, which a big man cannot get on a stool, I'm telling you right now. You don't want this man on a stool. Uh, but uh, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, just solid. They're solid as could be. Why don't you clap your hands for your pastors. Thank God for them. They are, they are pastored well. They have a good soul. And I can tell you this, they're healthy, healthy, and I thank God for them. And so greetings from Birmingham, Alabama. I pastor a church, my wife and I, for 20 years in Louisiana, so we're from the south. My wife is Cajun. I'm Italian, so there's a lot of action going on in my house. And, and we get to be a part of a great church down in Birmingham, Church of the Islands. Church like this, giving, serving, multiple services, seeing families come together through small groups. So, so many similarities in our churches that we're a part of, but we're doing well. I never preach without showing a picture of the family. It's one of those Italian things. It's just how it works. So I think I got a picture of the family somewhere. I don't know if they, there it is. There's the Rizzo's. Let me get out of the way. And so that is my uh, daughter. She graduated from LSU. She married a boy, graduated from Alabama. They're, they have marital football issues. And so that's them. That's my son, Dylan. He serves there in Alabama. That's our baby girl. That's Isabella. She goes to Alabama. She's a junior. And then that's my wife, Delyn. Uh, she's Cajun and she's strong woman. I'm telling you right now, she ain't playing with y'all. I'm telling you right now. She's strong girl, and uh, and we and, and the Rizzos, uh, we we love Pastor Tyler and Rachel. We just thank God. Uh, we pray for you guys, and we're honored to be here. So that's our family. I have a problem of making myself at home everywhere I go. Uh, I'm just going to be family whether you like it or not. I will show up at your house. I will sit on your sofa. I will get in your refrigerator. I am not afraid. And so I'm going to act like I'm at home. And this is kind of church that Mission Church is. But I want to come alongside of the heartbeat of this house. And especially in the world that we're living in today. Uh, what, what a time where people need hope. What, what a time where people need encouragement. And people need a little joy in their life. And, and especially with the heartbeat of this house where you want to change the world one life at a time, just one person, just make a difference with one person. And I want to talk for a few minutes out of, uh, out of the book of John, John chapter 1. And uh, I wrote this down last night. I've never spoken on this title. I just, as I read the scripture more and more, I just saw this. I want to talk for a few minutes around the idea of I saw you, I see you. I saw you, I see you. And I want to talk about that as we celebrate Palm Sunday. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for this great church. Thank you for our time of worship. Lord, we just sense your presence here. And Lord, I thank you for what's happening with kids and this amazing space. And 
Lord, what you've done here uh, throughout this, this short time. Thank you for great families. Thank you for people that are generous. Thank you for great leadership. We, we thank you that you've given us our pastors to be there for us. So Lord, speak to us today. We lean into your word. Uh, we need more of your word in our life. Let every person know that they matter. Uh, we love you. We love you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said a good amen. Once you turn to the person next to you and say, I'm glad you made it to church. Come on, look at the other person that was your second choice and tell them, you look like you could use a little church, my friend. It's humor, we, we say stuff like that down in the South. So, um, I love the book of John. I think the, the book of John is a, it seems like a, a close book to Jesus. When you read it, you feel close to our Savior. You, I think you learn about our Savior. You, it's interesting how the book of John, when you get into the Passion Week, which are those last seven days leading up to the death, burial, resurrection of Pastor Tyler and the music and everything will be dynamic next weekend as we celebrate Easter. But those weeks, that about half of the book of John is dedicated to, to that final week. It's amazing that, you know, out of the, 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 the years that Jesus was with us, that the, the, the majority of John is kind of headed towards the cross and headed towards Palm Sunday and headed towards the resurrection and all those, those windows into the final week of Christ. And, and what you see in the book of John is this constant introducing of Jesus as the Son of God and introducing of Jesus as our, our Savior and the Lamb of God. And it's a great inter, uh, introductory book. And, uh, and I, I also, what I love about John, especially John chapter 1, is it shows us these powerful ways how, uh, how, how we can change our world. I think there's some hints and uh, there's some clues about how we make a difference in the world and in our neighborhood and in our apartment complex and in our dorm and in our business and, and, and where we found ourselves deposited uh, in this season of our life. And John, I think, gives us uh, just, just a great instruction on how you and I, not only as a church and, and not only as a team, but how you and I change the world around us in a time uh, that needs it. John chapter 1, uh, we'll read some verses. I'll read several verses to you. Verse 35, it says, On the next day, John was there with the two disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, I like that, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? And they said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Such an interesting word. And he said, come, he replied, and you will see. Uh, a lot of people call this verse, is the, it's the come and see verse. Come and see for yourself what's going on. So they went and they saw where he was staying and spent a day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon's Peter, uh, Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said who had followed Jesus, look at verse 41. Then the first thing, everybody say the first thing. The first thing Andrew did, not thought, but the first thing he did was to find his brother. He went and found somebody, found his brother, someone he loved, Simon, and, and he began to tell him this. We have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. This is a fabulous verse. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked and said, oh, you're Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, for which is translated Peter. 
as if Jesus knew him before that moment. Because he does. He knows us before. I'll finish reading these scriptures. The next day, Jesus decided to leave Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip went and found Nathanael. So you see this, this domino effect of when someone's heart finds freedom, where someone finds healing, where someone finds a restoration in their life. There's this contagious thing that happens that you want to find somebody else that's been through trauma. You want to find somebody else that's been hurting in their life. And so we see this happening in Scripture. He finds Nathaniel and told him, we found the one Moses wrote about in the law. The prophets also wrote Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathaniel asked. Come and see, said Philip. We see this pattern of changing the world. Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, Ah, oh, here's truly an Israelite in him. There's no deceit. How you know me, Nathanael said. Don't you like, y'all know me? <laughs> you ever have somebody try, like, hey, I know you. You'll know me. You'll know my people. You'll know my family. Don't talk to me. I don't know you. And it's amazing. He just, he just said, how do you know me? And Jesus answered, I saw you. I saw you while you were still. I saw you while you were still under fig tree before Philip called you. Jesus says to us, I saw you before you found me. I saw you before you came to Missions Church. I saw you before I helped you. I saw you before. I saw you when you were struggling. I saw you when you were trying to deal with that addiction. I saw you when you were working through that pain. I saw you before. Aren't you glad that he sees us before our freedom? He sees us before we, we come to know the things that we may know as a family or a father. He goes on to finish up these verses that Nathaniel declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God and you are the king of Israel. It's an amazing revelation that Nathaniel has. I'll read a couple of side scriptures. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 through 4. I love this. And even if our gospel is veiled or hid, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbeliever or the lost so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. And then this final verse is Romans chapter 5, verse 8, which is a, it's a good Easter verse. But God demonstrates his own love to us in this way. While we were still, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Can I have a good amen for God's word? I, I love these verses. I, I love all these verses. I, you know, I was not brought up in church. Um, we were not church-going people. I'm from a little community on the East Coast uh, called Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, raised on the beach. Uh, we didn't go to church. It wasn't because we were wicked or, you know, like we're worshiping the devil and, you know, just like doing seances and stuff like that. We just didn't go to church. We worked the weekends. We were in service industry. We were in tourism. And I never remember a day where my parents said, get dressed, we're going to church. Uh, we were just not church-going people. Uh, and, it, you know, none of this was happening in our life. Uh, if you looked at me, there would be nothing that would say, oh, one day he's going to be a preacher. 
Oh, that's going to be one of them preacher boys. If you got around me uh, in those moments of my teenage years, there was, there was nothing that would have said. There was no indication. There, I didn't have a spiritual pulse. Uh, I was uninterested. I was unaffiliated. Uh, I, I, I was, I, I, I wanted, there was nothing there. It's not but I, because I didn't want to be a part. I didn't know how to be a part. Well, because I, I didn't want anything to do with that. I didn't even know where to start to have anything to do with that. Uh, you know, I, I would have never, I was just distance. And so, you know, I, if you, I was not making a move. If you looked at me, you would have thought he's not making a move towards God. But thank God a church in that beach community made a move towards me. They had a team serve night. They came up with an idea. They did an outreach on the beach and there was something about it. But if you would have looked at me, you'd have thought, don't talk to him because he's uninterested. But little did they know that something was going on. There were some small things that were happening in my life. There was, a, there was a serve, there was an outreach that caught my attention when this church that was doing an outreach gave out free snow cones. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Give brother a grape snow cone. You're like, I like these people. It's a free grape snow cone. I mean, there was a serve. I had a friend in high school that, that was a witness. I knew he was a Christian. And, and there was something about the way he worked through some things. He lost his father as a senior in high school. And I watched him navigate that. Even though it was traumatic, I watched him have a peace. I, I can remember a time where I was invited to a spiritual Bible study of some sort. And it didn't feel weird. It, it felt normal. I, I said no to it. I said I'm not interested. But there was still something about the invitation that did something to my heart. I'll never forget when my brother-in-law took me home one night, late at night, because I couldn't drive myself at home. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Anybody remember any of those days? You're like, anybody want to drive? I better not be driving tonight. And so I can remember driving, and my brother-in-law stopped the car at my house, and before I got out, he said, I want you to know I'm praying for you. He didn't preach to me. He said, I'm praying for you. Matter of fact, when you walk from this car, from this truck to the door, I will be praying for you until you get inside your house. There were little things that were happening. What were they doing? Others were building a bridge to me so that Jesus Christ could come to me. I did not know how to get to Jesus. I was blind. I was lost. I was uninterested. So someone helped me get to Jesus. That's what you and I get to do. Now, I love the age that I'm at. I'm, I'm old. I'm 57. Uh, the other day, somebody told me 57 is the new 37. No, it's not. I don't want to be 37. I'm 57. I enjoy being 57. 57 is 57. And I enjoy it. You say what you want and go to bed when you want. You don't care. Just say stuff and you go on to bed. The other day, my daughter had all these people at our house. I just said, y'all get out my house. And I went to bed. It was amazing. It was fantastic. He just said, he's old. Don't worry about it. He's old. So I enjoy the age that I'm in. The, 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 my age, I fall asleep easy. I can fall asleep anywhere. I can fall asleep sitting in a chair. I can fall asleep in meetings. I, oh, I can fall asleep in a plane. Put me in a plane, I'm gone. The other day I was on a plane, I was snoring out loud. A lady touched me on my shoulder. She said, excuse me, you're snoring. I was like, well, what's the problem? I mean, I was, I was asleep. I don't know you. I'm never going to see you again. I will go to sleep on you. I don't need one of these things called a sleep mask. 
I don't need one of these. My daughter wears one of these. Our baby wears one of these. Sometimes I'll go in a room and she, I'll wake her up. She has this on. It's terrifying. <laughs> she just lifts up. What? What? And I'm just like, ah! I mean, it just startles me. I don't, I don't, I don't need one of these, but... As I was thinking about her sleep mask, I was straightening up her room after she went to college and I, I had this sleep mask in my hand and I tried it on. I was like, man, this is wild. I can't see nothing. I don't know where I'm at. Here's what I believe. I think the majority of humanity is this. I don't know where to go. I, I, I'm, I'm not real sure what Easter's about. I'd love to go to church, but I don't know what church to go to. I don't think people are that evil. I don't think people are deviant. I don't think everybody we run into is like a cobra. They're just like, just the devil. I believe most people are this. I don't know how to fix my marriage. I don't know how to get sober. I don't know how to find some freedom in my life. I don't know how to get over the shame or the, or the hurt that's gone on in my life. I believe that is the majority of humanity. That is the majority of the people in our neighborhood. The majority of the people that are there, they don't know where to go. And so it takes you and I coming alongside of them and bringing them to hope and freedom and help. I just don't believe that most of mankind is just out there just, just so I'm hideous. Just like a cobra, just, mm, just get around me. I think most were like me. I don't, I don't know where to begin. I've heard this and I've heard that. And you and I, as in John chapter one, we get to be the people and we get to be the hands and feet of Jesus to, to let people know, hey, he, he sees you. He saw you. When you were walking through that, he, he saw you when you were trying to figure that out. He, he saw you and he sees you now. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm in your life. That's why I'm here to, 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 to be there, to support, to give truth and, and, and to maybe help you out of the spiritual maze that you're trying to find out. And, 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 and as a church, we get to be that that, that light on a hill, we get to be that salt. We get to be those people that are, that are not saying they're just so lost. No, we get to say, oh, we're here to help you find a God that saw you and a God that sees you. You say, well, how, how does that happen? How do, we, how do we live that way? Jesus, I thought about this. Jesus has done so much for you and I to see but I had to be introduced to Jesus to be able to know him. He had already, Jesus went to the cross. He had done everything he could so that I could find life. I could find a new beginning. But people were the bridge. They were the ones that, that helped me get there. A few prayers, a few acts of service, a, a few noticing, a few, a few lean-ins made that difference. I want to help you because I really believe with all my heart that even this week that you may cross paths with someone who, uh, who Easter could help them. Uh, Easter could make a difference to a single mom, a blended family. And you and I get to be that. So I wrote down five things or just five things and they're application. Uh, so bring some application to this 
How do we live out this vision that we, we are a people, we are a community of faith, we are a family, that we're going we're to change the world one person at a time. We're, gonna, we're just going to reach people one group at a time and one, one serve at a time and, and one act of generosity at a time. How do we, how do we live that? Give, give me some handles to that. And I know your pastor gives you these. And, you know, add some handles to this, to this life on difference, this life that could make a difference in the world that I've been put into this season and this stage of my life as in junior high or in college or uh, as a single mom. Put me, put me in that spot, uh, Dino. So I wrote down five things that I think can help us and, 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 and will make a difference. And here's the first thing that I wrote down. Let's, let's be pointers to Jesus. And I'm not talking about like that, like that half pointer, like. I think, I think it's just we just point people to Christ. I, 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 may, I not, may not have an answer to that, but I, I point people to Christ. I, it, it's, it's a confidence point. point. It's, a, you know, it's the blinking era sign that, hey, you need help. You need healing. Uh, you need understanding. Man, look, I, I love how in John chapter 1, they were just pointing people to Jesus. There's nothing good that can come out of Nazareth. Well, I'm not going to get in this whole logistical thing, but I can tell you about, look to him. They were just pointing people to Christ. The other day, uh, I was going through Atlanta, we call it ATL, going through ATL, and I was with a friend, and we stopped and got a bite to eat, uh, and it was a little bit later at night, and so we were just popped in a restaurant, and uh, we, we were sitting there, and there was just a couple people in the restaurant, and we were just having a quick meal, and there was a table next to us. Boy, they loud. One of them loud tables. Y'all don't talk about how that, man, they get loud. I mean, hey, we're loud and lit. Come on, somebody. I mean, they're having fun. They're having a party, man. And, and we just eat there having a quick meal, me and a friend of mine. And, and, and uh, one, two of the ladies got up. They said, we, we're sorry. We're just so loud. She's having a birthday. She turned 19. We're all excited. And, and we just, you know, we're, we're sorry we're being so loud. And, and we're like, oh, it's awesome. It's great, man. Happy birthday. You know, and she just said, oh, I, I said, it's all good. Look, you know, God's, God's good. And I, I'm just being me. Like, you know, amen. You know, just, you know, and she's like, oh, I feel it. I feel an energy. I feel an energy. I feel a good aura. She said, what's, what's your sign? I said, my sign? He said, what's your sign? I said, Jesus. Jesus is my sign. I was laughing. She said, no, you, when were you born? I said, I'm, I was born in July. She said, you're cancer. I was like, no, I ain't cancer. I'm not, I don't got cancer. Don't, don't speak. Don't, don't, don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't put that on me. Don't put that on me. I said, no, I'm Jesus. And, and, I, and she just said, really? I said, yeah. I said, hey, you know, happy birthday. I'm praying for you. And you know, I, didn't, I, I didn't say, you know, you know like, you, devil. Y'all are devils. I rebuke you. You know, no, no. I just, just so what do y'all do? I said, we just help people. We just, we just help people. We just point people to Christ. Said, That's so good. Hey, funniest thing. When they were done, they had a half a ribeye left over. She just both said, hey, can we just, can we just give this to y'all as an offering? I was like, I'm good. <laughs> can you put it in a bag? <laughs> I mean, it was a, they, she brought, they brought me over half of their steak and said, we just want to bless y'all with this. We just feel so good with y'all being here. It's just just point people to Christ. I can't fix you. I don't have all the answers. I don't know how to diagram all this. Jesus loves you. And he saw you. And he sees you now. We are just pointers. 
all week this week. Let's just point people to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's, that's it. I think we feel this pressure to have to explain everything. I don't think none of us are that good. I just can't explain it all. But I can be a good pointer. Here's the second thing of application. Let's be givers. Mother Teresa said we are never more like God than when we give. When we give. Giving cuts out the... I've seen so often that when you give and you're generous, it cuts out the middleman of debate. Because you go straight to the heart. I don't understand, but I want to bless you. I, I, wanna, I just want to bless you. I, I just want to be a giver into your life. I, I just want to be there for you. With no strings attached, it goes straight to the heart. That's why Mission Cares is so big. That's why Serve Day is so important. That's why being a part of a Missions Care small group is so amazing because acts of generosity will bring a freedom into someone's life that other things will not. It's just fact that when you give and when you're faithful, whether it's through an organic way in the workplace, on the, on, in the campus, or you know, at, at the apartment complex, or as we give as a church, when we come together, and all that we can do together and, and make it a difference where we dig a well in, in, a, in, in a place, where we, we paint a school, where we, we, we help somebody with their medical situation, we, we buy diapers or whatever it is for those with reduced opportunities. Whatever it is together, there's just something about generosity that God blesses. Here's the third thing is let's be inviters. Live an inviting life. I mean, I've, I've found this to be true. Some people are one invitation away to church to meet Jesus. They're one invitation. There's some stat out there. It's like a zillion people. I think it's a zillion would come to church if they were ever invited. I believe there are many people that are, that are just one step from saying yes to Jesus, just one invitation will do it. I believe that with all of my heart. And you know what? Easter's a great invitation time. Let's, let's be inviters. Uh, live an inviting life. You know somebody has an inviting life. You've been to someone's house that's inviting. You've been around somebody who has that, that inviting big, big heart. It's just an inviting heart. Let's live that inviting life. The fourth thing, let's be bringers. What, 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 what do we see in John chapter 1? Come and see. They brought him to Jesus. It's amazing. You know what I found out about this church in watching Pastor Tyler preach and being a part of this worship? Here's what I figured out is this. People make decisions in this environment. People come to Christ when they come to this church. You look across at what God's done in the last four or five years. When Pastor Tyler preaches... He does it in a way where it's, it's, it's easy decision. So you don't sit there and wonder like, okay, what, what just happened? How many of you have been to church before and it was good, but you had no idea what it was about? Man, that was awesome. What did he say? I have no idea. I have no idea. That doesn't happen here. This is an environment that people come to Christ in. 
This is an environment where people make decisions and pray prayers and take a step. And so let's be bringers, and then you watch God do the rest. I promise this. You bring a visitor. You bring a guest. You bring a family member next week for Easter services. Pastor Tyler is going to present a word that they will understand. And you see what God does. And you and I get to be that. And then the last thing, and I think this is so important, and this is hard for me to do, is get out of the way and watch Jesus work a miracle. Sometimes you just got to, I'll just see what the Lord does. Uh, when we passed our church in Louisiana, uh, we, I would go to this little grocery store, little 7-Eleven, little, little convenience store right by my house, and they had great ices, great ices. Brother, love an icy. And, uh, and, but the guy who worked, owned the place, ran the place, he hateful, mean, mad dog every day. I'd get my ice and say, hey, what's going on? He's trying to be nice and wouldn't even speak. Barely get a chin check. That's all I get. Hey, man, good to see. I started saying, yeah, I'm a pastor down there. The church was right. I was right. Yeah, I'm a pastor at church, man. You know, talk to him. Wouldn't even, would cold-blooded not say a word to me. Have a great day. So I started getting mad. I was like, dude, I'm like twice your size. I could body slam you if I wanted to, but the Lord is restraining me. You don't even speak to me. So I quit talking to him. I put my ice up there. I just, it made me so mad. About two years later, I put my icy up. I'm, I'm standing there. There's a bunch of people. And, and I'm, I've got my head down. He says, it's a great sermon, preacher. I'm trying to find if there's a preacher in the building. I'm like, Dude. he said, I came to church for the first time Sunday. What? He said, and we prayed that prayer at the end, that little thing you did. And my kids want to get baptized. We're not really sure what that is. He said, and uh, I, we gave some money. We were doing some Easter egg hunt to like some, one of our broken communities. I had preached that Sunday on tithing. I preached on tithing. You'd have thought he'd have run away. I preached on tithing. But God saw him before that message. Oh, come on, somebody. God saw him way before that message. And Matt joined our church. And he still wasn't a man of many words. What's up, man? Good to see. That's all I get. Because you just never know. You never know how the Lord would use an act of kindness, a lean in. Because he sees them before we see them. He saw them before we saw them. He loved them before we ever, ever even noticed them. He loved them before we knew them. And, and I just want to encourage you. This is a, it's an important week. Every week is, of course, but it's an important week. So, so let's, let's be givers and let's be noticers and let's be bringers. Let's be inviters. And then let's stand back. Come on, church. And let's see what the Lord's going to do in someone's life. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. And 
We thank you for your mercy and your grace. And Lord, I'm just so aware that you saw me. You saw me. Lord, I thank you that you see every person here. You see those that we love, that we're concerned about, that are on our heart. We see those that we care about, that we feel like are, are struggling right now, that are walking through some things. And, and, and we wake up in the morning thinking about them. At, at night, sometimes we go to bed and, and we're, we're, we're praying for them. But you see them. So, Lord, help us to serve them. Help us to find a way to, to serve those that you see. And so, Lord, I pray that grace upon this house and upon this church like never before. Maybe you're here today and you feel far from God. Pastor Tyler's going to come in a moment. We'll sing and he'll give you an opportunity to take that next step to, uh, to say yes to Jesus, get connected to the house. But all across this room with every head bowed, if, if you're here today and you feel far from God, you just feel far from God, you just... I need a new beginning. I need a fresh start all across this room. If you say, Daniel, can you pray for me? Is that, if that's you, you, every head bow, every eye closed. I'm not going to embarrass you and like that, but I do want to connect with you. If you're here and you just say, can you pray for me? I just feel far from God, and I just need a new beginning. I need a fresh start. If that's you, can you just slip up your hand all across this room? Just say, Dino, pray for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There are hands that are going up. Thank you. That's amazing. Incredible. Amazing. You put that hand down. Can we all pray this prayer out loud? I just like praying it sometime out loud. Just a, a prayer to invite Jesus into our hearts. And Pastor Tyler will take it from there. Let's pray this prayer. Say, dear Jesus, I give you my life. I thank you that you died on a cross. And I believe it. And I decide today to confess you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Give me a new beginning. Give me a fresh start. Let me live for you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's clap our hands, Mission Church. Thanks again for listening to the Mission Church podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Bay Area, we invite you to come join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at missionchurchca.com. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.